What is up, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome back to the kingdom. As always, my name is Drums, and I'm joined by the brothers behind King Golf, Jorn and Regan Headley. First up on the tee, we got Reg. How's it going, buddy? Doing good, man. Um, not going to lie, a little sluggish tonight. Hopefully, uh, this episode picks me up. Eat a huge supper of stir fry, so I'm moving around the house pretty slowly, but I feel like I just got a big second wind here starting the pod. Perfect. And what's going on with you, Jor? Uh, I just had a big supper too, actually. <laughs> I had a fat steak and uh, I had the meat sweats going, but I think I'm okay now. Um, I, I trimmed my beard too. What do you guys think? I was watching those YouTube videos and I look like a freaking caveman, so I thought I should trim it, but I was cutting it and I haven't, I obviously haven't used a razor in a while. And uh, so it must've been kind of dead. And I don't know how many beard guys there are out there, but it was, it wasn't uh, moving full, full bore. So it was kind of like grabbing it and pulling it. Or just ripping it out. So I, like after I felt like my face was going to fall off. It was kind of one of those things where I didn't have time or I couldn't stop doing it and charge it. I just kind of had to push through it and power through. So yeah, tough it out. I hate shaving. So yeah. But other hey, than that, no, all's good here. What's up? You got the grade uh, grade twelve hair going on. You got the wings. Yeah, you got some wings and everything. Yeah, for those who can't see, uh, I've had one haircut since since COVID, since March fifteenth. So I don't know. It should keep me warm through the fall golf here, and uh, it's hoodie season. Other than Love it. Yeah, it's we move we move quickly from quarter zip season to hoodie season here. But um, no, we got lots going on tonight. We're gonna try another segment of uh, over under. We're gonna talk about some U.S. Open stuff. We're gonna make some picks. Talk about our new contest we uh, we're working on right now, and uh, and then get to our usual segments: the Culture Corner, Reggie's Stroke Saver, and then we'll see what's going on in uh, the junk drawer tonight. How's drums? I'm living. All right. I'm enjoying uh, kind of this nice coldish weather. My white really? ass is uh, designed for this stuff. Really? Yeah, this is my go-to. What's the part this. about it? Well, I don't have to worry about going outside and putting a pound of sunscreen on so I don't <laughs> die. Just like Howie from the bench warmers? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Scared. That's I a, hate an this underrated movie. But no, other than that, we got a shitload of painting going on in the house right now, and, and uh, the office is an absolute war zone, so we're not going to pan to that tonight to see what it looks like, but it's a gong show over here right now. Yeah, we just got to look at that silly Leaf jersey instead. Love it. Leaf jerseys, uh, Gilmore and Matthews. Who do, who do you like better, Gilmore or Matthews? It's not even a question. Gilmore. What about Gilmore or Wendell? Uh, Gilmore. Mm. What about Jersey or dartboard? Jersey? <laughs> hey, pick we're a, still alive here, boys. Let's pick go. a team, would you? It's on a, it's on a dartboard. <laughs> I wouldn't throw darts at a Philly dartboard. <laughs> Speaking of that, I'm uh, uh, through and through and through Winnipeg Jets fan, and uh, I've been cheering a little bit for the Islanders lately. as I think well, I you all get the screen last night. Yeah, that's what I was going to say too. 
Yeah. And I don't I don't do that for hockey. Like I know you two do, like you guys do for the Jets and Leafs, but I did that for the first time ever for the Islanders last night. And our boy ripped one. Yeah, his first uh first G in a while. It's good to see. He just hammered it. He uh it wasn't probably the most exciting game in the world to watch, but I mean they got what they needed and they're playing again tomorrow night, so Hopefully they can sneak another one out and keep it rolling. It'd be fun to That's watch right. those guys play uh, Dallas. I, I would, I know who I'd be cheering for there. But anyways, we got a we got a weekend ahead of us in golf. So what's the scoop, Wingfoot? You guys been you guys been uh, watching the golf channel and stuff like that so far, or what? Lots. I I don't know. I I just the buildup of this tournament is. I mean, outside the Masters, I don't know if a tournament's ever been built up like this before. No, like it's usually every year it's the Masters, right? And that's yeah. kind of the main focus. And the rest kind of fall in line afterwards. But I don't know, this one seems it's like it's kind of the first one, I guess. that Not really the first one, but it's the first one in this really condensed schedule that just yeah. makes popping everything off. So it's pretty hyped and pretty excited to get up tomorrow early to watch yeah. them some tea times i think it's also that like like we've touched on it there is so many good golfers right now that there's just so much coverage that they can cover right now because they're like there's so many different storylines right it's it's cool man i don't know i don't go, go this through ever. go through a few of those groups we were talking about a couple seconds ago so you got the canadian boys going out which is i, I didn't do any research but that has to be maybe the first time ever that three canadians are in the same group that's phenomenal. Is that is that Pendrith playing too? Yeah. He's playing. playing. Yeah. Not yeah. in their group? No. How do you get into the tournament? He's been absolutely shredding it, as I mentioned before on the web.com <laughs> or web.com, Corn Ferry. Uh, and then you got the bomber, so Tony Bryson and DJ. Like, imagine that. Imagine playing as a fourth in that group. Yeah. <laughs> I'm hitting guys fucking all smash it. 235 down the – in the in the rough and these guys the are a hundred yards past me the coolest part about those three is that they're all absolute <laughs> bombers and they all do it in such different ways right like yeah tony's got true. that compact little swing yeah that just rips it bryson i mean well bryson's what he is and then dj's got that like just compressed smooth cut swing that just bombs it right that'll yeah. be that's a cool group to watch and then, uh, obviously, the one we'll be focusing on is JT, Morikawa, and our boy. Two-thirds of that, anyways, we'll be tuned in on. LT That's such a sick group. Uh, Ricky, Wolf, and Hovland. I mentioned to Lance and Fox today that I, like, I just want to see Ricky going again. Those, those were some good days when he was in the hunt all the time. He's a fun guy to watch. Yeah, he is. Uh, so they all went to the same university. And then also Rom, Casey, and Phil also went to the same university at ASU. And then uh, Hideki, Reed, and Spieth. So Reed and Spieth can hate on each other in the same uh, threesome. <laughs> so it should be, should be entertaining as hell. Reed, Spieth, and who? Hideki. He yeah. just won't say a word to them. Yeah. <laughs> I know the I know the rough is usually the main talking point, and we probably don't need to get a hole too deep into this because if you want to get deep into it, just watch the golf channel for five hours. But 
Um, I know the U.S. Open is usually the rough focus, and it, it is this year again. What did you guys see? Some of those greens? Oh my god! Oh my god! Like there's a. It looked like a thirty foot drop off on a few of those false fronts on the greens. And there's the a- cameras don't pick that up on TV. It's just kind of the behind the scenes where you get different angles of it, but. Yeah, pictures, oh, like actual oh, photos wow. kind of give you a bit more than even just the yeah. TV screen. And I saw a picture yeah. of the 18th green, and it looked like it went up like 20 feet, and it didn't even look like it yeah. was really that steep of an incline. And it's a huge green. Yeah. Huge. Did you guys see, I, I tweeted out from our uh, King Golf account, that video of the grounds crew? The guy like rolling the, the ball? Video for, no, no. Like just the, like the hype video for the grounds crew out like how important they are and how like there's abs, like there's actually no details that are out of place on the golf course. Yeah. That they, was unreal. Like, they take it like super serious. And that's something that I said to East, like as viewers, we kind of just take for granted, I guess, until you actually see all that goes into it and you realize how hard those guys work to like create a course that challenges the best players in the world. Oh, yeah. It's it's, it was a pretty cool video. Like, what did Buddy Especially, say? He, he was there at 4 o'clock in the morning until 10 o'clock at night. Mm-hmm. That's nuts. I'd like to see more of that stuff. Yeah, that's unreal. Me too. What was that on? Was that foreplay that did that one? Uh, it was Barstool, I think. Yeah. But, and those courses shut down for months uh, right? before the tournament, right? Like, if yeah. you want to play, you got to basically hit off a carpet. Mm-hmm. So they must make a ton of money on on events i'm guessing it'd be different there must be a lot of sponsor money coming in without the fans in the stand but to shut down a course it's probably making how much would some of those courses make in a day yeah i'd like to i've never heard that before like what a course gets to host a tournament yeah we should do some research on that i'm gonna write that down actually but if you, you think about it, say you think a, they a get course paid? like Clear Lake, oh yeah, for sure they would. Or is it because they would lose a ton like, of money in green fees? I don't know. I guess a lot of them are private, though, right? And like the exposure you get from just being that course, like it would just you can charge that much more on your next green feed. Probably yeah, that's true. Interesting. I'm sure I that they know. would get some sort of kickback on it, but yeah, I'd imagine so, but. I don't like if you think about a course like Clear Lake, we played there a few times in the summer and it was like Monday morning and it, the course was packed and everybody's paying 90 bucks each per foursome. So that's what, 350 60. bucks each, 360 each 360. times uh, how many t- times in a day? Like some of those, and that's, that's Clear Lake in Manitoba. So if you think about some of those US courses that are charging three, 400 bucks, us American. per round like to take a month off of that is is kind of crazy so i'm thinking that they would have to get some sort of some sort of revenue from it because yeah. if you think oh, about it like a yeah like a wing foot wouldn't need any exposure right like it's wing foot right so i don't know i guess it just it becomes part of the course's history which just kind of builds on the whole mm-hmm. thing but yeah, I, I don't know it's weird it's weird to think about it. like I know that I thought like Super Bowl performers, they don't get paid, right? Super Bowl performers? I don't think they do. Fuck yeah. I think they, I don't think they do. I think I, I think I Googled it and I don't think they do. Like a shitload of money. No, I think they use it as like an exposure. No, no. Pepsi pays them. Like it's the Pepsi halftime show. 
I feel like we Google that coffee break at work last year, and I don't think they do. But well, uh, there's no sense wasting time about what we're not. Yeah, that's right. Percent sure about. That's bang on, buddy. So I guess should we get into our uh, picks here because we're gonna try something new. Or do you guys have anything else you want to add about Wingfoot quick before we go? Just like I, um, I would be curious to know what one of us would shoot there on it. Like just there, there's it's it's hosted it five other times, uh, the U.S. Open, and only once has there been an, a winner with a score under par. The, the the head greenskeeper said he would quit if somebody shoots if the winner shoots under par. That's phenomenal. <laughs> but like I'm shooting two hundred. So what like what happens on the betting sites? And I thought you usually had to pick a winner and finish under par. Yeah, I don't know. Oh, I'm, really? I'm guessing there would be a asterisk on this one. They might bend the rules a little bit because they might not get too many bets otherwise. Yeah. Tr- transitioning from that. It's weird when we get a successful transition, but we just got one there. What do you call it? A segue. Segway. We're gonna we're gonna be betting on tournaments for the twenty twenty one season, and it's gonna start this weekend at Wingfoot. So, something that we've been talking about a little bit, and we're still kind of working on a few logistics. Um, but we're gonna pick twenty one tournaments starting tomorrow through the twenty twenty one season. Uh, we're each gonna pitch in. X amount of dollars every every tournament going towards the pot. And uh, each each one of us are going to be picking one player per tournament. And we're going to have a contest on uh, Twitter to uh, to get the fourth one. So basically the fourth, our fourth doesn't need to pay anything, but he has a chance, he or she has a chance to win the uh, the growing pot that, uh, that gets contributed to every week. So we're going to have a keyword uh, on every episode and if you send us a direct message on twitter with, with the keyword we'll put you in the draw and uh, for the eventual chance to pick a pick a guy did i miss anything there no i think that's kind of got it okay like i said we're still working on a few of the details so what's the uh keyword going to be tonight rigo it is going to be uh flying monkey that's two words. As in, as in the Flying Monkey Brewing Company, craft brewery okay. that I'm drinking on tonight's nice episode. Too. Might be. Okay. So with that, we're going to start. Uh, we we did a live draw for the first pick, and uh, Rigo got it. So who are you going with, Rigo, and why? People can't see you. For all you talk. listeners, you can't see. I just made an X with my arms. With regards to Xander Shoffley, uh, I'm going to go with him because he, I mean, he's a sick golfer for one. He grinds. That's what you need to do on this course. And he is hot right now. He would have won the tour championship last week if it wasn't for the uh, handicap. So I would say he's the, the guy to ride this week. Okay. And uh, I got the second pick here. And I'm going to go with Bryson. Ooh. which which probably seems like a weird pick overall, but I, I've been watching some of the golf channel stuff and they're kind of sh- shitting on him a little bit. And, but I like, I really liked his interview that he had the other day and he said, um, I'm going to hit driver all weekend. And 
if it goes in the rough, it goes in the rough. It's a lot easier to hit a pitching wedge out of that rough than a six iron. And and I agree. If you've ever been, if you've ever hit out some of that rough, trying to hit a longer club out of there is a nightmare. Like you just can't, you can't move it forward. And uh, he might miss more fairways, but everybody's going to miss fairways. Those fairways are tight, like tight. So I think his main downfall will be his mental game. Like you alluded to with Xander's mental game. I think that Bryson's probably a little more weak than, than a lot of players out there. So if things are going bad, it's going to be bad. But if he's, if he's going, I'm picking Bryson. Uh, my pick is going to be Tony, Tony Fino. Nice. He's been hot in a lot of big, um, big tournaments, kind of even in the past year. He's either had really good Thursdays or really good Fridays. He has, uh, and then he kind of falls off on the weekend. So uh, I'm banking on him to to put a good uh, weekend together. Hopefully, uh, like George said, I kind of th- thought the same thing. If you're hitting it long, at least you're going to have a shorter iron out of the rough. Uh, so same thing with uh, with Tony with that. And uh, yeah, I'd love to see him close one out here. So that's my pick. He's kind of due for one. Yes, he's kind of been – he might always be like the forgotten one of the the past few years because everybody else gets more exposure than him, probably just because of winning. But he's always been right yeah. there for the past little while, eh? Yeah, it's yeah. kind of crazy, actually. I, I also um, – just to touch on one more thing in regards to that forgotten one, like Webb Simpson might be the most forgotten, like really good golfer of this – of our time, right? Of this Fairways. era, anyways, with all yeah, because yeah, because nobody JT likes JT Spieth area. Like he is, he's a good player, man, and he's won some big events. Like, and nobody ever talks about him. It's kind of weird, was actually. It, was it Webb that uh, won? Was it the British Open where that fan walked by and he said, "Enjoy the jail cell, pal," or something like that? Was that Webb? Was that where the guy was like, "Cuckoo"? Yeah, <laughs> that was the PGA Championship. <laughs> PGA Championship. What was that guy's name? The ah, oh, Jesus. The guy that came on. He was wearing a bird suit. Yeah, he's wearing a bird suit. He looked like Eddie the Eagle. Yeah, I, I forget what the hell his name, what they called him, but anyways, yeah, I I think like you said about Fino Webb Simpson. I wouldn't even bring him up in the top ten conversation, but he's always there. The other one I always forget about too is uh, Tommy Fleetwood. Yeah, man. And then he always I agree. Same thing. He always gets hot and then kind of goes cold. But mm-hmm. I always forget about him too. Tommy Definitely. Stud. I like Tommy too. All right. So what do we got? Reg has got. Reg has got Xander. George got. Bryson. I got Tony. After after saying he was overrated last week. No, we just yeah. started driving. This is on yeah, but it list. seems like you guys don't think that's true this week. Okay. Uh, last that week, is George his says, chapeau that he wears. I can't stand his chapeau. <laughs> <laughs> last week, George says, uh, yeah, Bryson's driving abilities are overrated. <laughs> this week, uh, I'm picking Bryson because of his driving abilities. <laughs> <laughs> this show has lost all credit. The Unless podcast lost all credit. Yeah. Uh, on that note, let's get into over-under. So I guess just one more time to recap. 
we're going to be doing a contest going forward. We don't even know when the next tournament is, but um, if you listen to this episode, send send a message to our Twitter account, Kingdom Podcast, uh, with Flying Monkey as the <laughs> keyword. And, and then we'll get you in a draw for uh, a chance to pick and win some cash with us. So that's that. We'll probably, we'll probably have a bit more information on the next episode, but start there, Flying Monkeys. And uh, with that, we're going to get into our next segment of overrated and underrated, which we had a very, very surprisingly uh, good reaction on Instagram from uh, people were voting and they were giving us some new topics. So we thought we would get into a few that people suggested tonight. And Reg. I'll start things off with uh, the designer of the Kingdom podcast logo, the Kingdom. Cam Winters, she wants to know whether or not we think White Claw, White Claws are over or underrated. Drums, what do you think? Heavy over. Over? Heavy overrated. How come? I think they taste like awful. What do you think? They're not even, like, they're not, I don't know, like anything. I'd rather drink water. Well, I mean, yeah, but why, you don't get drunk on water, bro. That's a good point. Touche. <laughs> what do you think, Chur? But at least make it drinkable. Like, I don't know, like that. Oh. I can't even get it. To, like, I can drink it, but it's, I don't know. The carbonation of it, it's all just too much. I'm going to say on par for this one. I, I actually have drank them before on the course. I'm more of a neutral vodka fan myself. Um, I just like the taste of it a little bit better, but White Claws have just done a, a lot better job marketing. marketing and yeah. But uh, if they're on the course and there, I have some in the, in the fridge or in the bag, like I'll drink them. I have nothing against them. I think that they probably have a bad rap for being known as a, a girl's drink. Um, but I mean, that's just vodka and anything really, but I, I'm a vodka guy, so. I'm not a big sucker. I would say on so. par. But at least with neutrals, I like the fact that they're – it's act, like neutral makes their own vodka, right? So it's mm. it's a vodka and soda. Whereas White Claws, I think it's just like – there's a few of those things that are just say alcohol. Like it's not even really vodka. Isn't that, isn't that what I a seltzer is? I think they call it a seltzer. Seltzer, it's seltzer. Yeah. yeah. So it's not even like a vodka is how they deem it. Right. That's weird. Yeah. I'm not a fan. I'm gonna say uh, I'm gonna say overrated, except for the black cherry kind. I I quite like those. I will that's double back only, and say I do like the black cherry one. That's the only one I oh, like. Really? All the other yeah. ones just taste like aspartame, like diet something, but they're yeah. junk. But that one's actually good. And the Mike Hard uh, black cherry Ooh. ones. Ooh. Yes. Look out. Ooh. The trouble with Mike's Hards is there's so much sugar in them. Oh, yeah, you get so like hungover. One of those. But I remember being, I forget where we were, Ego, but we had we had some of those, uh, like the original Mike's Hard, and uh, it was like a styrofoam cup, and she put a whole yeah. bunch of ice in it. With I that, think that was like, on the East that's Coast. solid. Yes. That was East Coast. Because it keeps it cold. Once those drinks get a little bit warm, then you can taste the sugar a lot more, and I don't know. So yeah, that was that, good. That was, I, I agree. Yeah. So what's the consensus there? Mostly overrated, I guess. I would say so, yeah. All right. Okay. Except for black cherry. 
Asterix. We got one from Kenny Keeler. Keebs. And that is and Keebs Golf. And that is getting uh getting fitted for the right shafts in your clubs. Rigo, have you ever done it before? No. Well, I can say I had an extra stiff shaft for like four years and I never hit one good drive with that shaft. So then I switched to a stiff and I like my driver now. So I don't know if that has anything to do with it, but. Um, so what are you going with? Well, I, I talked to that guy. I golfed to this guy at the Tamarack and it's a true story because I talked to the guy that he qualified with after. So he qualified for 36 holes and I, I played 18 holes with him in a match. And he said that he was always a kind of a terrible driver of the ball, like always hit it kind of every way. He didn't know where his driver was going ever. And then he went into golf town and got fitted for uh, a driver, I guess, and a, a custom shaft for him. And he said he went on record then and said that on the 18th hole after his match was finished was the first fairway that he missed in 54 holes. <laughs> he went on record. He did. He to told. He told our no. He told there was like ten of us standing there. He said that's the first. <laughs> that's the first fairway I've missed in fifty-four holes. So then I talked to whoever qualified with him, and they said, "Yeah, it was Waters. He actually didn't miss a fairway in in the entire qualifying round, and he only missed wow. one playing with us." Wow. So I'm going to say underrated. If you're doing that at Clear Lake, you should be minus ten. Yeah, I know. And he was in the second flight with me. <laughs> Did he hit it very far or just straight? Yeah, like 260, 270 right down the middle. Wow. Jesus. Crazy. Uh, what do you think, buddy? I'm kind of the same boat. I've never had it actually done, but I would I'd put money on it actually mattering. So I'll say underrated as well. Okay. I'm going, I'm going underrated too. I've never been – uh, custom fitted and it's something that I would like to to get done but I can say that I have three different shafts between my driver my five wood and my three wood and what my three wood is an extra stiff shaft for some reason and my other two are stiff and I think I think the reason is it's probably a portion of it is mental because I know that so I try to swing differently with my three wood and there is a lot to say about keeping the same swing and knowing what it's going to do whether whether that's just having the same shafts or whether that being specific to your swing i would say both would be a great start for sure um so it's something that i want to do next year i think is that's going to be my thing is just upgrade my woods to be the same shafts you definitely would have a huge difference between your extra stiff and stiff i know don't you remember that ping driver i had I never got through like one drive for four years. Like if I hit it good, it was just a, a block, but hit solid. But well, why did you me, like, you've seen my three wood before Rigo. Like it's, I hit it good. Yeah. But you have, have to, to rip swing it. Differently to hit it yeah, true. But why did you go extra stiff on it? Uh, uh, well, for being completely honest, I didn't know that it was an extra stiff shaft until this year. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Oh, yeah. You don't hit it as much anymore. I Once know. you found that out, the mental part of golf. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Drums, what do you got for us? Uh, so this one came from uh, Devin Stikilo. 
Did I get that right? Yeah. Yep. All right. Um, his is finding balls in the bush. Overrated or underrated? Way underrated. Underrated. We used to be the the Rossman Lake hounds. We would be uh, hoodies, pants, socks, and we would go in the bushes and uh, get a ton of balls. I mean, Rossman Lake, there's Ukrainians up there, and, I, and we can say that because we're Ukrainian. So, I mean, we're finding uh, pinnacles and top flight zebladas in there, but uh, we'd sit on the side of the road and sell them. <laughs> And actually, Devin's uh, comment was such a cheap thrill. And it is. Like, when you're looking for a ball in the bush and you spot a ball, like, it's like a shot of... A uh, little shot of adrenaline. Yeah, not a, yeah, adrenaline, something like that. But it's awesome. But on the other side, balls from the pond, which we also used to do, might as well throw them out, I think. Yeah. Yeah, from the pond, get rid of them. But in the bush, yeah. they're fine. Like, you just need to scrub them up, and they're the same ball. It, nothing changes for the, the quality of them or anything like that. I uh, I don't know exactly how to answer it. I, I, I really enjoy a, a ball right out of the box, but that's – it is what it is. I love finding I, – I do – and I'm quite good at it, finding balls for other people. I can't usually find my own, but yeah, you're I'm usually hawk. pretty good. I'm usually pretty good at finding the guy that I play against every – Every bloody time. So if I, you find a if you find a provy in the bush that looks gently used, yeah, you I don't use, use it. it. I use it. Yeah, I use it. Gently used, definitely. But don't I don't get the same thrill of using it as a brand new one. Don't you hate finding the guy you're playing against ball? Yeah, and I do it every time. Uh, it drives me nuts. You hate it? Yeah. I I don't hate it. I, I think it's uh I, I think it's good karma, and I think well, that, it's uh, part of the game. But at the same time, it's like God damn it. Yeah, I agree. Really? I'm going to say on par. I'm going to say right on par for my answer. I'd say on par yeah. as well. Um, there's there's nothing better than cracking uh, a sleeve of balls open and hitting a brand new ball. But at the same time, I'm not good enough to give a shit. Um, but same thing as you were saying, Jor. Like, I remember growing up and, like, with Pertulas, we'd go swimming in the ponds on the course. In six and seven, yeah. Yeah. And and get try to get as many balls as we could. And like you said, the balls are garbage coming out of the ponds, but it didn't matter when you were young. So there's But we like didn't that. know any different. Yeah, we didn't know any different. We just thought we'd miss it if it didn't go anywhere. And remember how just good you felt when you found a, when you found a Pro V when you were like thirteen years old? How sick oh, it was. Yeah. yeah. It was like uh I remember when when we were like looking as kids, like I would have been like six or seven, so Drew would have been like ten or eleven. And that's like when those Nike at tour accuracy like tw and and dd came out if you found one of those that was like holy shit like yeah back then we were pumped when we found like an xl 3000 yeah yeah that's right hot xl (laughs) magna yeah you name it pinnacle oversized that ball was actually (laughs) bigger than other balls like what Remember those, remember those uh, like eye, eye wounds, Wilson eye wounds that were like $40 a sleeve? <laughs> Staff smart core. Yeah. <laughs> I've, I've uh, drums, you say, taking balls out of the package is uh, a thrill. But I'm kind of on a weird mental mind game with myself where as soon as I pull a new ball out. You lose it? 
Ooh. And it's a pretty bad place to be. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, that's a rough one. Hey, do you well, guys remember know. those Taylor Maids? I'm going to conquer that. With the old those symbol? Maids? Yeah, and but it was like a plastic plastic container oh, yeah. with like a blue thing on the bottom. And it, like you pop yeah. the top? Yeah. Like a it was kind of like a can? pill container? Yeah. 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 What were those called? I think they were just Inner Taylor Maids. Oh, yeah, inner gels. Those were sweet balls, man. That tailor-made logo back in the day was sick. It was mint. Oh, yeah. Yeah. With the gold. Super cool. Yeah. Yeah, Those are gold or bronze or something like that. You would only lose those on holes when you just couldn't lose the ball. Like, you'd just use them then. Thinking about it, I don't like the old uh, TW logo. Like the Nike one? No. I don't like it now, thinking back. Uh, Tailor-made was sicker. Yeah. This has been a conversation about random old golf balls from the nineties. Well, give Thanks, us some Devin. credit. Well, let's say let's say two thousand. We weren't we're not that Thanks. old. Thanks, Devin. Got us on the uh, finding balls in the bush. <laughs> All right, okay, now so we're I... gonna move to uh, yeah our second part of this where we come up with our own. So, what do you got, Regal? What do you guys think of socks? Like on the course. In life. Ooh. Um, I might be missing something here, but. In I shoes, don't... can you wear, like, the the value of socks on a day-to-day basis? I'm feeling. I hardly, I I... hardly walk around my house or anything without socks on, so I'm going to say oh, underrated, I guess, would be my answer. Yeah, I guess so, yeah. I'm just saying, like, uh, like you, you would walk around the house normally with your socks on because that's where you're used to. But if you ever had to go to work for a whole workday without socks on, you don't understand how much socks actually do. Well, why the fuck am I not wearing socks? I'm just <laughs> saying the, the value of socks. People underappreciate the value of socks because you just take them for granted on a day-to-day basis. Oh, I see what you're saying. Oh, I thought I was missing something here. I thought you were just asking if you're like wearing socks. No, no. Well, but my old lady like takes socks as soon as she takes her shoes off. Her socks go flying too. She just lives barefoot. Yeah, I, I'm mostly barefoot around the house. No, I'm socks all the time until I go to sleep. But in yeah. shoes, how's it? Well, I forgot my. I, okay, for example, I forgot my socks going out to the golf course on Sunday, so I didn't have any socks. And you don't realize how important they are. Oh, I thought you meant like you went to work and forgot your socks. Like, how did you forget your socks going to work? No, I forgot them going out to the golf course. And I realized how important socks are. Christ. Socks are very underrated. That's all I'm saying. Because you just take them for granted and put them on every day. But if you didn't have them, you'd miss them more than most shit. Yeah, I agree. Your body might adjust though too. All right, I'll give you that. Okay, so we're we're going to understand that they're underrated, an important part of life. Socks, yes. big. This, okay, go, this episode go is sponsored by Hanes. Socks on. Okay, well, uh, on that, I'm going to switch mine up. I'm going to call an audible, save mine for next week. But uh, I'm going to go good gitch because the reason I say that is because I was doing laundry the other day. I had no gitch left. And I'm probably going to sound like a brat here, whatever you want to call it. But like I, I got good underwear. I, I very much appreciate the quality of underwear, like Saks or the 
the two under, whatever it's called. And I had to dig through my drawer for this old pair of shitty cotton, no sack in it, pair of gitch. And I was like, what, how do, does anybody used to wear this or currently wear these? Like they're. You need a backup. You need backup pairs. Oh my God. Like just everything about it, like saggy butt. I'm not sure how, I'm not sure how far I'm going into this, but uh, yeah. You, so you know what my answer is for this. I'm with you. Like you need a good pair of gitch. And if, but I've, I've learned Especially to, if you're sitting all day, right? I'm terrible at doing laundry in a good timely manner. So I had to go and like buy like backup gitch that I don't touch. They're at the bottom of the drawer. So I know if I see them, I have to do laundry. So I got about three days of backup gitch to do laundry. <laughs> but yeah. I bought the wrong size of the backup gitch. So I put the backup <laughs> gitch on and they were the wrong size. Too terrible. small? Terrible. Yeah. So I oh. too, too small. So I just free free balled it for the day. <laughs> <laughs> Commando drums. And then went and bought new gitch instead of doing laundry. So oh must be nice. Um I like I I don't wanna I don't wanna answer this. Like we think it's overrated? Say, would you say Joe Boxer is a good good pair of gitch? Because <laughs> 99% of the days I'm wearing a pair of Joe boxers, like just a black pair of gitch with, I don't know. I guess. I mean, Joe boxers still- are whatever. Like I have a few pairs of those too, but I'm talking like the boxers we wore when we were kids, like super baggy. and. Oh super, yeah. yeah like, no, no, no. I don't wear it. These are like briefs. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. So I'm talking like boxers. Yeah. I, I get that. Those are I terrible. Have- drums like you're saying those ones at the bottom of the drawer i wore these tight ones the other day man like <laughs> same thing i was just like so uncomfortable the whole day like yeah i might think that was more of a size thing i last i lasted five minutes and i just took them off and... <laughs> i took them off <laughs> where'd you put them are you at home oh yeah no i'm just out and about throwing my gets around <laughs> is that work <laughs> uh, i don't know why this just came to my head but i went to uh the liquor store today and uh this i was coming out and getting in my car and this lady was coming out of her car and she had something on her face like as a mask and i'm like okay i gotta wait and see what the hell this is it was literally like she had ripped open a ziploc bag and took like the bag portion and have you seen like those ones like the face shields where they have like the shield stapled around something so she stapled like the the Ziploc bag to the to the thing that goes around the head and put it across like on, just under her eyes. Like she had to peer over this thing. It was the most ridiculous shit ever. And she like it was almost like she knew she was. I was looking at her because she would like try to wait wait me out. And I'm like, no, I'll stay here all day. But I got to see this. But and that's what it was. It was just like a, and it was just dangling. I'm like, oh, you're not saving anything. Go home. Oh, that's good stuff. Oh. Go somewhere at least. What, okay. what kind of uh, undergarment do you have, drums, for your over-under? My undergarment? Yeah. Kids, socks. What do you got? Uh, no, what? It's close. I got ketchup. Oh, so we ours were nothing to do with golf. Actually, mine was, but 
we, we changed her up. Ketchup. Um, I'm going to say underrated mostly because I have ketchup a lot, but I think that the, the amount of sugar in it um, has made me kind of cut back on it a little bit. And when you're a kid, you don't really pay attention to that. Even as a, uh, as a college kid either, uh, just ask stocks, the guy used to go through a thing of butter per week, I think, and and catch up. But, um, I, 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 spicy, I don't like the normal ketchup. It has to be spicy for me, but, uh, I cut back, just do the sugar in it. I could probably start saving money actually if I bought spicy ketchup instead of buying Frank's and ketchup and mixing them together. You're welcome. But that's Tabasco and ketchup, not Frank's and ketchup, so it's different. But um, I, I would say I wouldn't say it's it's underrated, but I wouldn't say it's. Oh, I'm going to say at par because ketchup, everyone appreciates it. Can't stand ketchup. Really? It's super overrated. Hmm. I, I only have it with um, grilled cheese. That's it. Like, I'll put it on a uh, hot dog and hamburger now, now and then, but I don't need to have it on something. Hmm. And that's the only time. It's like a hot dog, maybe a hamburger, maybe. Mustard over everything. Mustard is hmm. legit. I like mustard, too. All right, boys. Well, we better wrap up this first segment here. We're a little bit over time, but uh, keeping with the smooth transitions tonight, we're going to do our free ad of the night, and that is Smack Dab Mustards, which is a, a mustard that is prairie-grown right here in Manitoba. I'm not uh, familiar with all the brands, but the favorite one in this house is the Hot Jalapeno brand. Um, we had the pleasure of meeting, or I had the pleasure of meeting uh, the owner, Carly, over the winter at a wedding. She's one of Kel's friends. And uh, they've been doing some incredible things over the past few years. So we just want to give a quick shout out to them. I'm sure the majority of the products are available online. And and every time I'm in uh, the grocery store, I see those. So a little bit a little bit more expensive than your your Heinz mustard, but it uh, tastes pretty damn good on most things, especially the jalapeno kind. So that is tonight's free ad. Another great Manitoba company, Smack Dab Mustards. Boom! It's delicious. That, it is delicious. Yeah, that I've only had it. one. Is what's that? I've only had it at your place, but I quite enjoyed it. I can't afford it, so I, I usually just try to eat it at other people's <laughs> places. <but laughs> just kidding. If anybody knows me, I spend the, the dumbest money at the grocery store. I was going to say you need to cut back on your Joe Boxer budget. Sounds like you got a lot of those. <laughs> uh, but with that, we'll get into our second segment, which is our uh, which is our individual segments and then the questions, but we're kind of pulling an audible on that one tonight too. But uh, Reggie, do you got your stroke saver for tonight, buddy? I do. My stroke saver for tonight is a tip from Gary player. Uh, Jorah actually sent me a video last week and it was very interesting. And uh, I actually used it on the weekend in the uh, Agassiz cup we played in and it worked. Really? I was I was three for three, so I knew I could take oh. it onto the show. So basically, what it is, if you are, if you have a putt from about, I, would you say up to five feet, George, is fair? Yeah. And you don't you don't know which way it goes. Go up to the hole. And this isn't going to work if you're the first if you're the first group out, obviously. Right. But 
if if it's if it's the middle of the day and there's already been quite a few golfers through, check which side of the cup is more worn out, and that will tell you which way the putt breaks. So I mean, I was 28 years old when I when I found that out from Jor last week. Like and how we didn't know that. that sooner. It might be one of the greatest tips ever. But like I said, there is there is some variables to it. Like if you're the first group out, there isn't going to be any marks. But if it's later on in the day, like that is absolute gold. Right. So, just dive a little bit deeper into it with the explaining. So if if it's worn, what does that mean? That's where that's where it's breaking, but like that's where people are missing the putts? That's where yeah, the majority of people are missing the putt. So it's going there and then burning the edge and then going out. So next time you're standing over a four footer and you don't quite know which way it goes, just give the hole a look and see which, see which hole or which side of the hole is worn out. And uh, that's generally the way it breaks too. Generally the low side. Right. And maybe that's why they call it burning the edge, burns the grass a little bit. That's right. So we could call that tip burning the edge. Burning that's, the edge with Reg. I was fascinated by that. I had to send it and I said, uh, try your bet, test this out first, but but try her out because it's wild. And, and I've never thought of that. Yeah. We're seeing it's all I got for tonight. Simple but effective. Give it a try, folks. Love it. Trumsy. Uh Culture Corner this week. I have a Netflix documentary as a recommendation. Uh, it's called The Social Dilemma. Uh, when did we watch this? Two nights ago, I think. Uh, it's about an hour and a half long doc about uh, the the dangers and the impact that social media is playing on uh, the world, basically as a whole right now. Uh, dives into um, how it can affect politics, um, the effect it's having on uh, younger kids these days, um, and then goes into like the mental health issues combined with that, like the the crazy amount or the crazy suicide statistics that conjoin to, to social media and how it's used to, to basically monetize humans and just the, the, what do they call it? Data farming. It, it is what it is. And just, they're selling all our data to the highest bidder. And it's a crazy documentary that will scare the shit out of you. And also open your eyes to how crazy just everything you do online is. Um, so yeah, like it's, it, it, there's, there's a lot of scariness to it, but there's also a lot of like amazement of how big and how, how broad the spectrum is of what social media can affect. Um, so what was it called drums? The social dilemma. So, and it's got like people like that, the guy that designed the like button for Facebook and he like explains why they designed it and what it was intended to do. And now like the effects that even just having a like button on somebody's picture, how that affects like kids mindset going self-esteem. Yeah. Their self-esteem and all that stuff. So it's, it's a crazy, it's a crazy look into the world of of online right now yeah. it's it's not so is it new or yeah i think it just came out yeah. last week okay i'm actually gonna watch that when we're done tonight for yeah sure. it's 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 nuts it's nuts 
So my problem with, uh, I don't know, I don't want to get too deep into that stuff, but my problem with the Netflix documentaries is I feel like the people who own Netflix have interest in those other companies too. So you don't know how accurate the, like why would Facebook want, I don't know. Do you know what I'm saying at all? I always question where it's coming from and, and the agenda behind it. And it gets into that as well. Okay. It gets into like how the con- or how one thing can lead into another conspiracy theory. Like it goes into Pizzagate and a guy going in with a gun at to the pizza, the pizza place that he thought was connected with Pizzagate and all that kind of th- stuff too. Um, but I, I I do agree with you on on the fact that like Netflix does have its own people, its own agenda that are getting money from the yeah. exact same thing that they're exploiting in yeah. a documentary right now. Like I have so how much truth is actually in it? Is that's what I mean? But I think there's yeah, a lot no, of truth good. into it because like they're not like giving their side to it, I guess. But they're just giving you like the fact that this is what it is, and kind of going with it that way. Yeah. It is definitely something to to watch and to pay attention to, but, but like I said, I, I I don't know. And with somebody that's having a kid right away, like the impact yeah, that it, that the social media is going to have on on for kids. Sure. Yeah. Like we were the yeah. first generation that that had it right, so yeah. we probably aren't like the most at risk person for for getting addicted to all that stuff, or anybody right. coming after us. Like that's all your your entire life, right? Is online. Yeah, that's but I mean, even if even if you look at some of the older generation and our parents or aunts and uncles, like it, it's not limited to age. I don't think. I think that the way that they're designed make them addicted. Like, well, sure. Like if you have an addictive personality, like social media yeah, is right up your right. alley. Yeah. All right. No, that's good. I like. Uh, yeah, I like that stuff. It's int- very interesting. It sure makes you question what you're doing online though. And you got to be paying pretty close attention to even on, even on like the zoom right here. Oh yeah. Who's watching. Like, do you think that someone's not watching this right now? Okay. Don't get, yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. But not too deep. Well, my only thing is like, somebody's not watching this, but they have the ability to go back and get it. Right. That's, that's what I mean. Like there's nobody sitting here live watching us right now. Like our stream because of this is is gone into some computer somewhere that yeah, some guy can pull right. up for yeah. whatever reason, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Like we've 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 had the talk before, like off air. Like we'll be talking about Ben Hogan irons, and we get on our phone afterwards, and every ad on Instagram is for Ben Hogan. Oh, it's weird. So, okay. Well, we should uh, dedicate a whole episode sometime. Maybe just me and drums and get into some deep stuff on here. But <laughs> probably not, though. This is a little bit lighter. I like lighter. Um, tonight's junk drawer is uh, kind of uh, as as the junk drawer goes. It's kind of completely random. But we're doing a our our blue chair tournament this weekend it's called so it's like a Ryder cup style thing and uh we're gonna do some some walkout songs for for the competitors and uh so i've been getting people to send me their songs privately and we're gonna have to modify just because the covid rules now we can't all be on the same t-box and stuff but um what made me think of this was 
I've been getting some, like my whole playlist now is people's suggestions for their walk-up song, right? So I was listening to it on the way home from Erickson today and I was like, man, these are some good songs that I, I've heard before, but you don't just really stumble across random good songs. So kind of my idea on this was I'm going to put a post on Instagram for everybody to put their walk-up songs on uh, Instagram, like on the story there in the answer thing. And uh, I'm going to compile a playlist of people's walk-up songs and call it uh, like kingdom walk-up or something like that. And I'm thinking it'll just be a cool way for people to see other people's favorite songs, basically. Like there's no other real way to do that other than Spotify giving their recommendations based on what you listen to. But there are some songs in there that I knew that I, I like, but I didn't know what they were called or who sang them and stuff like that. So I thought it would just be a cool thing to do. Get That's some, actually and, uh, a sick idea. Yeah, like make that. it make it public to uh, to the listeners and to everyone else, and they can find some new music on there. Love it. What have you got for yours? Well, by the time this airs, it'll already be done. So mine's gonna be. Uh, Celine Dion, my heart will go on. Yeah. And I'm going to shotgun a, a beer. It's going to be pretty early in the morning, <laughs> though, so it might be a wake-up call to some guys. But the old Titanic shotgun, I think that there's some rap on there and there's some other funny music, but I think the boys will be a little caught off guard when they hear Celine Dion. Love it. Absolutely love it. Yeah. That's well. So that's that. I think that'll be pretty cool. <laughs> we'll get that formulated uh, once this episode is released. And uh, I guess tonight we're going to be doing things a little bit differently. As I said, going forward, we're going to try to use people's over under along with our overrated or underrated for the, the second segment of the show. So where we would used to ask each other questions and stuff, uh, we're going to throw some overrated and underrated, but tonight uh, we had a few people just to ask some question and some discussion points for the podcast. So we're going to go with that tonight instead of our usual questions. And the first one was from uh, Brody Hagar. Thags uh, golfed them a couple of times in Kenosi. He's from that area. Pretty good golfer. Unbelievable guy. And his uh, question for us was, I just had it here, lost it. Would you rather be 300 yards down the middle every time or never three putt again? He said there's a big debate going on between his group of buddies. So that's, would you rather drive it 300 yards down the middle every time or never three putt again? I've seen this one online uh, in the past couple of days too. And I th- I'm taking, go ahead. Drum. Maybe it was eggs. I don't know. I keep, uh, I keep going back and forth on it, but I'm probably taking driver. I'm dead set on driver too. You you can get yourself in enough spots to one putt that you don't have to worry about three putting and I even two putting yeah. over three putting. So yeah. yeah, I'm thinking I'm going driver on that way. Sorry, eggs. Yeah, I'd Pretty be I'd be unanimous. I'd be three hundred. I think. Um, I don't know. There's it depends where you're golfing, but some of these courses around here, there's not a whole lot of um, three putts like. Dolphin would be an example where you're not going to three-putt those greens. Ever. Your greens aren't big enough, yeah. No. GP, there's I mean, a ton of three-putts on, yeah, that's on true. Sunday. Those greens were nuts. Yeah. 
Do you want to tell that story quickly, Rigo, of your uh, almost ace there on 17? Uh, I don't know. I don't like to – whatever. Okay, well, I'll, I'll tell it. We were all, we were all watching in Rigo. Um, but tell the first part of the story. Tell the first part. I'll tell it. Which is so, <laughs> no. I'll just tell the first part because it's like so funny because we've talked about this on the podcast before about my um, never like my winless streak against Odie and he always beats me and it's just like a crazy streak that's going on for years and so I'm two up going to number sixteen at Gilbert and he went left so he had to chip back out in the middle of the fairway. I knocked it onto the fringe. He put it uh, to the front fringe and three, so we're both on the fringe. I knocked mine up to two feet, and he knocks his 35-footer in from off the green to make par. And I'm thinking, oh, my God, here we go again. Like, this can't – this is – it's happening again. Like, it's every year. So I tap in my three-footer, whatever it was, which seemed like it was about 10 after he made that putt. But so then we get to 17 and with that group of guys, like 17 green, like there's how many carts have there been there? There are like 12 carts around the back. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe not that many, 10 carts maybe. And the pin was, we just watched Jordan James putt ahead of us. And it was right, like right on the side of the hill on the left side of the green, like to the point where anything on the left-hand side of the flag would go off the green. Like even if you were a millimeter left of the pin, it would roll off the green. So we watched these guys putt and we're like, holy shit, like you got to miss the pin left, but there's only like 10 feet on the green left of the flag. So you, you kind of just got to try to miss you the green left. You couldn't be left. Yeah, you no. couldn't stay on the green left. No. And so I step up and now it's like, okay, two up, two to go, just – finish it off ready you donkey so i hit probably well it was the best shot i hit this year for sure and it landed like it the divot was like an inch and a half or two inches from the hole and george i don't know i didn't see what happened to it up on the green but yeah it was like on the left side of gilbert there's a bunker short and there's a hazard long so you can't just bail out to the left right and try to chip up at it. like there's a very small landing space there and, uh, yeah, Rigo, the, he hits a high ball, so it kind of came down. It wasn't the usual divot and spin back. It just kind of dropped right beside the hole, bounced about five inches. Like, it took a weird bounce. Looked like it was going to hold, took one roll, and went off the green. Like, no, not, there's no shot you could have hit that would have stayed on that green to the what? left side. Yeah. Uh, like, I landed an inch and a half or two inches in the hole, and it's still – Went off the green. And got but a good anyways. bounce. Like, yeah. it didn't spin back off. It just kind of bounced six inches forward, kind of stopped, and then rolled off. <sighs> yeah, so anyways, I, I ended up two-putting and winning the match. So the curse is, is over, thank God. It's, it's All right. done, but that was, yeah, it's kind of cool. I still lost the Agassi Cup, but I'm the only guy without my name on the trophy still, but it is what it is. <laughs> That's okay. You got a lot of trophies that other guys don't have. Yeah, maybe so. Like the shit show. <laughs> Too many of those. Um, the second question here is actually a discussion we got into at Original Joe's on uh, Thursday night after <laughs> oh, golf boy. league last week. It's actually a good. It's actually a good debate. It was uh, Eric Waters who me and him were kind of discussing it, and. Uh, 
the question was, if you get a hole in one on a par three tournament, does it count as a hole in one? So for example, there's a par three tournament in Dauphin and Gilbert every year where they basically move all the tee boxes up to say 170, 180 yards out on every hole. So you're hitting from the fairways. So the question was, if you got a hole in one on one at Gilbert, which is actually a par four that they turned into a par three, is that a legit hole in one? No. You have to, so. like if somebody, if somebody asks you if you've had a hole in one, you tell them I've had a, a par three tournament hole in one, but I've never actually had a hole in one. Like you're not putting up a plaque from number one at Gilbert hole in one. In your That's house. what I mean. Yeah. And usually you have like your scorecard, you have, yeah. like, you know what I mean? You can yeah. tell people that you got a hole in one, but you have to tell them how you got it. You can't just say you got a hole in one. Like it's a hole in one, but it's not a legitimate hole in one. Unless it's obviously if it's on a par three and a par three tournament, that counts. Okay. So we're all kind of in agreement there. That's kind of what we said too. Yeah. But the second part of the question, which I just kind of came up with right now was because in the par three tournament, the prize is 10 grand. Would you rather have a hole in one in a par three and win 10 grand or a hole in one on a normal hole and win nothing? 10 grand. Yeah, me too. <laughs> but, but, but. So we're saying be... it's not official, but we'd rather have that. Yeah. yeah. Like I'm not like downplaying the, the thing that it is like you, you still got it in, one shot right. from 160 yeah. yards like it's still a phenomenal yeah. feat because really like that's the but it's not official the whole objective when you go to that part of three tournament that day is to try to get a hole in one right so you kind Plus of you did what you, yeah yeah that's sweet yeah <laughs> yeah I, th I think uh i guess we'll just all wrap things up in terms of the stuff we got going on right now and then we can get to our usual send off from drums here but um, we got our YouTube channel going. We've got three episodes on there right now. We're going to keep adding videos. So if uh, you want to see some uh, some of our reactions or see Rigo's cat once in a while, see uh, how silly we look on, on camera, just check out our YouTube. You can uh, subscribe to it if you'd like. And uh, we're going to put some Reggie Stroke Saver live videos on there at some point soon. And uh, like I said, Twitter we're going to put uh, the overrated, underrated. We're going to keep those going. So we, we sure appreciated the questions that we got and the topics we got. We're throwing that out there again. And uh, I think that's all I'm going to talk for tonight. We've had enough of you. Good talking. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and actually we're running out of uh, minutes in the night to uh, go watch The Social Dilemma. So I, I'm kind of excited to go upstairs and watch that. So that's right. All right, so let's uh, let's end this one. Uh, like we always say, keep uh, keep following with us, keep hanging out. If you keep listening, we'll keep doing it. Uh, we'll try to keep uh, bringing some new entertainment to you as long as we can, as long as you're listening. Thank you for joining us again. Peace out. Love you, boys. Have a good one. Love you, fellas. See you, fellas.